Welcome to Hockey Prospect Radio, your voice for prospect news and analysis on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Now, here's hosts Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. Welcome to Season 19, Episode 20, powered by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide, uh, as well as Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's news developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. Brad and I are going to talk about the 2024 NHL Draft and some draft-eligible players in the next two segments. And Brad, uh, right off the hop, I know you want to talk about uh, Merrick Vaneker. Thoughts on him? Obviously, Brandon, uh, Brantford Bulldogs, OHL player. Stats in terms of the time we're taping this is 61 points in 51 games, which is very, very good. You know, left winger, six foot, about 175 pounds. So thoughts on him on his season thus far and then what you're thinking of as he moves forward towards the draft. Yeah, he falls in the, the category with a lot of the other OHLers where it took them a bit of time to get going and find their identity and, and start playing to it. But uh, in Vanderker's case, we, we have him top 32 which is, uh, I believe, the most aggressive out of anybody in the industry right now, at least publicly. And we love him. I love him. The thing with Vanneker is he plays a very similar game to one of the top prospects in this draft class, who also happens to be my favorite prospect in this class, and that's Igor Chernyshov out of Dynamo System. Uh, He's basically a worse skating, harder shooting version of Chernyshov, which is a heck of a player. What that means essentially is that he is a dual threat power forward, who does everything on the ice and is already very well-rounded and has attention to detail, knows how to support, knows how to defend relatively well. Both have been used on the penalty kill. Uh, and there's just, there's a whole lot to like, and there's at least top nine upside there. And I, I really think the Vanneker is, as of right now, one of the most underrated players in the OHL, but we don't think so. You know, We have him top 32 for a reason. We think he belongs there. So we, we think... We think Vanneker and, and some of these, I, we think he's right there, essentially, with a couple of these other kids like Beckett Seneca, like Jet Lachenko, who we, we've aggressively ranked uh, in previous rankings before the top prospects game. And he doesn't turn 18 until April. And we talked about how young this draft class is. So a team that drafts him certainly is going to have to give him those two more years on the, in the Ontario Hockey League before he turns pro or potentially moves on to know a different level of hockey because that part of his game is he's going to have to have that physical maturation to match the other attributes that he has because we know that the american hockey league is very much a a grinding league and it can chew up kids if they're not physically ready for that really messes with their confidence but i certainly see where what you see in terms of him as a player from that standpoint so really intrigued with him let's talk about another player in Miguel Mar- Marquez. Now, another kid, now he'll turn 18 pretty soon, March, uh, as well. You look at him out of Lethbridge. You know, he had a you know reasonably decent rookie season. And this year he really started to hit his stride. And we we generally see that. That second year, particularly after Christmas, you really start to see the player and all the different attributes they have sort of round into form that way. Is that what you saw with uh Marquez as well? Well, yeah, Marquez, the, the thing with Marquez is he's very talented. Like, talent-wise, you're talking about an A-rated prospect. Uh, also skates relatively well. You know, for his size, he skates well. There's some kids in this draft. You, you look at Tanner Howe, for instance. That's the debate is, 
can the skating plus the frame and size can it really hold at the NHL level when you look yeah. at the long term with Marquez Marquez is, is a slightly bigger but also skates better it's a more powerful skater more efficient better mechanics so when when you look at Marquez there's there's some real upside I I uh I will say something that's probably would be considered very controversial, but I don't think it is. And, and that's Miguel Marquez's playmaking ability. A pound for pound is right there, if not better than Berkeley Catton. You know, Ber- I think Berkeley Catton's a bit overrated in this class so far, honestly. And I think his playmaking is a part of that issue with, with Catton. He's not um, as efficient as I would like him to be. Uh, where Marquez has shown unbelievable playmaking, very dynamic playmaker at times. And it goes back to what we talk about with processing ability. This kid can process information very quickly on the ice, very rapid processor. So uh, with, with Marquez, it, it comes down to uh, the same issue that we'll talk about a bit in a bit here with Luca Misa, where it's there's there's too much of a one-dimensional game to him. He uses his speed, uses his playmaking, and that's what he is, right? Uh, he needs to add a secondary skill set there. He needs to start developing something. I, will it be this year? Probably not, but it will be very interesting to see where he goes in the draft. I feel he's a pretty polarizing player, both publicly and behind the scenes. Uh, so it will be very, very interesting. But he's he's been dominant in recent, uh, in recent months, especially the last two months. So I, I look really forward to seeing what he's capable of doing. And he, he's one of those kids, too, where he'll have two bad periods for you, almost like Liam Greentree. He'll have two bad periods for you. You're waiting for something. You're waiting for something. You're like, oh, it's not really not really doing much. And then he'll just completely dominate a period. And you're like, oh, that that's why. <laughs> that's why we're watching this kid. That's why we're ranking this kid, right? Um, so he has a bit of that in his system right now. Um, that's I mean, that's most players. So uh, very interesting prospect. Yeah, it's once again, when you look at a player, particularly one that has a really high level of playmaking ability and can process once they realize that. And it's usually, if it does come down to it, it's incorporating the shot, understanding that you can drive defenders back, that you can create time and space because you're, they, they know you're a playmaker. And then all of a sudden seams open up and just take advantage of that. And, and sometimes you get caught in your habits because when things are happening fast, you always like fall to what you're best at and you don't, the other aspects of your game don't always come through. And that's just a matter of layering that into their habits from that standpoint. So I'm curious, I agree. I'm curious to see what, which one of these other areas he adds to his arsenal that is legitimately dangerous. And I think he could, the shot would be the most advantageous to us, but I mean, you know, defense and other areas of his game will come along, but I'm curious to see if that part of his game next year really starts to evolve in that respect so, as well, I want to get your thoughts on Lucas Peterson. So, Centerman, Swede, thoughts on him because this is going to be an interesting year for the Swedes overall. He's primarily all, played all J20 this year in Moto. Um, he's got a few games in SHL, but at this age, it's really a cup of coffee to sort of see how he adapts. And he's another young guy, too. He's not, he's not turned, doesn't turn 18 until April. Not a lot of guys this year, you know, like late birthdays or January, February birthday. So let's talk about him as well. Yeah, absolutely. It goes back to what we said. This is the youngest class I can ever remember. It's it is yeah. truly mind blowing how young this class is. It, it's kind of scary as a scout, to be honest with you, because it's really hard to, uh, to project a, a player that's, that's much, that much younger. Um, yeah. Pedersen. So Pedersen uh, is one of those players that is the, the prototype of what NHL teams look for. Swiss army knife, 
does everything extremely well-rounded already yeah. plays a mature game already. He's gotten a cup of coffee with SHL now with in moto system. Uh, there, there is almost nothing to dislike about this kid. He already knows how to defend better than some of the top defenders in this class. The only difference is the upside when it comes to defensive position for uh, say Zane Perrick, this kid defends better than Zane Perrick. I don't even think it's close, but you know, obviously Zane's upside is, is tremendous, but uh Lucas Pedersen is one of those kids that can adapt, do everything for you on a line, and then not only like merge with his line mates and be what they need to be, but just make his teammates better, both off and on the puck. And so really the only downfall of this player, when you look at it from a ranking perspective, is what you think the ceiling truly is. Does he hit the second line? Is he more of a middle six? Uh, you know, top nine, is he a third liner? Is, is that right? Where does he actually fall into place? Uh, I think obviously a lot of it is dependent on t- on what team he falls into and what they have available uh, for him to play with. But uh, he, I, for me, I think he has one of the highest floors in the draft. I will be very surprised if he doesn't play meaningful minutes in the NHL. And don't underestimate what that means to a team on draft day. I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's a first rounder because the risk is basically uh, d- diminished as a result of his skill set and and believe me nhl teams you, you know you know you know this shane nhl teams really really care about risk for a reason you want your player to play if you're going to draft them um so i i really think that lucas Pedersen has a chance to be that sneaky first round selection if he's not he's guaranteed gone in the second round i'd be very surprised if he's not gone in the second round well it's something that you had said and i find it interesting when people comment and say just swing for the fences well, if you constantly swing for the fences on a low, like a high, you know, high skill set, but low percentage chance of player playing, you keep swinging and you strike out, you do that for two years, you're going to get fired. Like you're going to like, and we've seen teams end up doing that and it doesn't come for a wish. You don't see the end result for a few years down the road, but it can cripple your team. And when we talk about, oh, he's only going to be a third player, third line player. That's a third line player in the best league in the world, especially one who has some flexibility to slide up and down your lineup and has some versatility to play, you know, in like in the middle or on either wing. Like that's so valuable to coaches. I think sometimes that doesn't get as much weighted value outside of the NHL amongst the independent and the public sphere as I think it really should and I think that's something that, you know, you and I try to talk about is that management of risk and risk and reward. We're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. Stay tuned. We'll talk more about the 2024 draft right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. 
The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. 